Hello and welcome to Desi Sportscast. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. I uh, really appreciate your support. And um, today we're going to carry on our coverage of women's football in India. This is our third episode in the past few weeks. Uh, as everybody knows, the women's league's been happening. It's just concluded this week in a fantastic final. And we've got a real passionate follower of uh, women's football and supporter, uh, Ulus, with us. Ulus has been on the show before. Uh, welcome back, Ulus. How are you? Thank you, Bharat. Thanks for uh, this sustained dialogue. As I was saying, your your coverage of women's football has been brilliant. And yes, I've been I've been pretty good. Uh, there's a bit of lull. There's a bit of a low after the conclusion of IWL. It's almost like suddenly we are waking up and realizing, oh, we have nothing to look forward to. So, <laughs> I know. So, yeah, there's, there's that low that happens. I, I'm, I'm sure Premier League fans feel the same way after a season concludes. Well, so, suddenly you wake up and like, oh, there's no match today. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, we're in the... Um middle of a winter break so-called winter break so my team Leicester City didn't play last weekend so it was what what, what should we do this weekend and uh, I'm sure it's been because uh, I know you're one of the volunteers who uh, uh, supports and runs uh, women's football India Twitter handle um, so you must have been busy and I can understand after the conclusion um, not so much to do yeah not so much to do uh we are told that there is going to be an exposure tour for the under-17 team. So, let's see if we have something to look forward to. But, but yeah, this certainly is uh, a strange feeling. It will <laughs> take a couple of days to get over this. No, but I really appreciated your Twitter uh, coverage. It was fantastic. Um, I've shout- given a shout-out before, but it's at women's footy, I-N-D. That's at women's footy, I-N-D. That's the uh, Twitter handle to follow for total coverage of um, women's football in India and you are one of the people that gives us this coverage so thank you so much for that and you're doing fantastic work in highlighting women's football as well so thank you to you and your team you're doing a fantastic job um, but looking back it's been a, a, a well from the outside with very very limited coverage here in the UK it looked like a really good tournament um, I know it could have been several things could have been a lot better you know longer for a start but um, we and we did a really good. Abhirashma did a brilliant uh, review of the league stages, and she called it and predicted correctly the final as well. Um, how did you see the semi-finals and final? Um, so there were no surprises, to be honest. I never expected Kinkre to go through. Uh, so it 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 didn't really surprise me that we ended up. Uh, and this year's uh, Setu wasn't the same as the previous year's Setu. So, uh, overall, and and in the previous episode I was on, uh, I I mentioned this, that I don't expect any surprises, and it turned out that way. Um, So, Gokulam and Kripsa were worthy finalists. There was no stroke of luck, or it wasn't just one good day. They were consistent through the the league. so. So, yeah, they had to be in the finals. They were in the finals, and they gave us a game to remember. I mean, in the league stages, the, the the four teams in the semi-finals were, you know, by far the, the better teams and they qualified quite comfortably. But I expected closer semi-finals. I know what you said about uh, Setu and Kenkere, but in, based on the league form, I thought there'll be a closer games, but um, very easy wins for Kripsa and Gokulam. So, uh, 
I think there was a difference between the top three and King Cray itself. So, uh, King Cray was a lot like uh, SSB was last season. Uh, they were impressive, but they were they were helped to a large extent by the fact that everything else, all the other teams were highly mediocre. So, uh, so someone had to end up second, and they did. So that's just how they made it there. But uh, Setu was a little surprising. That said, uh, their team was not the same as the previous year's team. So uh, some of the players actually left. So so and Gokulam, as I as I mentioned previously as well, Gokulam did a did a great job of uh, disintegrating uh, successful squads uh, that other teams had. So they they picked up Savitra Bhandari and that was a game changer for them. Yeah, but uh, I think the other thing we have to say that these four teams organizations do invest, you know, a lot more into in, uh, women's football and um so it's quite right that they got to the semi-finals. I think it, it, you know respect to these four organizations for you know spending so much time and effort in getting women's football to a certain standard in their leagues. Um, true, to an extent. Uh, I mean, we've already spoken about how passionate Sini Moedin is in, yes. in uh, promoting women's football in Tamil Nadu. Uh, that apart, I'm actually surprised by Ken Kray because uh, Ken Kray has had a women's team for a while. Um, but even though they were participating in the IWL, there was virtually no mention of this on their social media handle, at least on Twitter. Um, and it's it's really surprising. On a day when the team is playing, there would be a completely random tweet about uh, some trivia around international football. So there there was a there was a dissonance of sorts uh, in in uh, in the fact that they had a team, but uh, the, it, it's like one part of the organization didn't know that <laughs> that this team was playing. I don't really know what was happening there, but. Uh, but yes, Kripsa has consistently uh, been playing well. Uh, and so I, I, I actually think that if a team from Manipur is fielded in a tournament, they will inherently have certain advantages, uh, given that they have a talent pool to choose from. And if you look at all the other teams as well, uh, a lot of these Manipuri players uh, were, were picked up by other teams. So, be it Gokulam, be it uh, Setu. So, yeah, so Kripsa's performance doesn't surprise me. The real smart work was done by Gokulam, I believe. So, it's very easy to dismiss what Gokulam has done as a Galacticos project or mm. buying their way to the league. Yeah. But uh, Indian women's football, unfortunately, is not evolved to a point where uh, one club could really invest in grassroots bring up talent, create that pipeline, because even if they do, uh, where are these women going to play? Mm. Right. So, there are such few uh, playing opportunities. Mm. But instead, what Gokulam has done over the last couple of seasons is they have given their women's team the respect they deserve. Yeah. And this, is, this point cannot be emphasized enough because um, every time you see this, uh, it, it, it's just uh, even the even if someone does something in the women's football domain, it is more tokenism. Right? So, in this case, Gokulam has really invested in building a good team, making sure that uh, 
the, all their social media handles are really covering it, uh, doing stories around that. The media team has done a fantastic job uh, covering the IWL campaign. So, in so it, it's no different from how they treat their uh, men's team. So, in 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 that sense, I think. Uh, that's been a that's been a real good story because we need that mm. and a lot of the buzz around the semi final and the final was because of how uh, they they really promoted their women's team um, because Kerala has a very passionate fan base yeah so uh, a lot of these groups that I am part of there there was a lot of buzz around IWL and for that reason alone we need a team like Gokulam to field the women's because. Can really create a lot of buzz around it. Yeah, and that's what I found last year when I first started these podcasts and covered the, the um, women's league last year in Chandigarh. Then um, I was following Gokulam um, after doing an interview with Dali Malay because she'd just signed for them. But the um, the investment they were putting in last year even was surprising to me as an outsider, and I thought this was fantastic. But they've carried on this year as well, which shows their commitment and um, the backing they have from the whole organization there. Correct. So if you are uh, a club with deep pockets, um, this is one way to uh, leverage that, right? Um, I, I understand that they may not get a lot of returns on this, but uh, there are other ways they can recover this, this mm-hmm. investment. So uh, they have a men's team and they are backed by a very powerful uh, you know, business house. So, in that sense, I think if there's anyone who can do this, it's them. Yeah. And and there there is probably a lesson there for absolutely a lot of other uh, clubs which are backed by powerful business houses. Mm. That this is one way you could make a meaningful contribution without really incurring a massive loss. I'm not talking about making profits here, but uh, it's it's not uh, it's not that you will be perpetually in losses. Because if you see an organization like Kripsa or Ramanipur Police, even though they are flush with talent, they will never have the fitness and the savvy to really promote a team uh, the way a Gokulam can. So that's where I think the difference is. Yeah, yeah. And um, like I said, I've been really impressed from last year when I first got to know Gokulam and what they were doing. Um, and um, as you rightly say, a lesson for other big organizations that... Uh, might not see the uh, return in investments, but the uh, the um, publicity and the positiveness that would get the organisation is uh, you know you can't uh, say that in financially. Um, but just talking about the final, that was a heartbreaking loss. It's a terrible way to lose a, a final uh, in the last few minutes, and you do, I, I know there are five minutes of extra time, but uh, it was a late winner uh, after an incredible comeback by Crips was. True, and and that's why I said earlier that you know the signing of Sabitra Bandari was a game changer because you can't mark a player like her out of a game uh, because all she needs is for you to one make chance. one mistake. Yeah. yeah. So uh, in in the build up to the goal, uh, there was a poor clearance. Mm. So that's that's what eventually led to the goal. So uh, it, it's just I, I understand that it's the scoreline seems to suggest that. Uh, it was it was a harsh loss, but on the balance of play, I think uh, Gokulam deserved to win. And uh, the two goals that Gokulam conceded, those were uh, very poor defending. And I think uh, uh, 
uh, Aditi Chauhan as the goalkeeper could have done significantly better for both the goals that were conceded. So, overall, I don't think... Uh, for, for a neutral, of course, it was a brilliant mm. game. Uh, and and uh, I was hoping to see Karishma play yesterday, but uh, I don't believe she came on. So, so overall, I think it was a great final. This is this is the kind of final we would want. And I happened to speak to a few football fans who watched it live in the stadium. And uh, I asked them how their experience was because it was the first time they were watching, at least some of them were watching a women's football game. So, for them, this was a brilliant experience. So, uh, in fact, someone even said that uh, the performance of Dang Mei Grace was something I'll remember for a long time, even though she ended up on the losing side. But uh, that, that's that's just uh, what you want as a showcase for IWL. Mm. That's the kind of game you want as a showcase for the final. And uh, I hope that a lot of people, and there were around 1,500 people watching from the stands yesterday. Oh, wow. Which is which is significant considering that we had uh, five people maybe in the stands last year in Ludhiana for the IWL final. So, uh, considering that, this was uh, a significant uptick. So, I hope a lot of them would have seen something that they that they walked away being impressed by and hopefully they'll follow women's football now. Yeah, absolutely. It's brilliant when you go away from the stadium wanting ball. Uh, that just shows uh, the impact that that game has had on you. Uh, but um, also the fact that, um, you know, you talk about the uh, the difference between this year and last year in terms of crowds. I think it was also the location. Bangalore is a sporting uh, city. So it always helps to have it in a good location for when you know you've got passionate fans around. It's a no-brainer, isn't it? Like, you have a successful men's club. You have a very active fans collective. Uh, and it helped that uh, the organizing federation, the organizing FA, had pulled off a uh, very competent uh, sort of women's league just before this. So all of these factors came in together. And uh, why we... Uh, ever think of organizing a tournament or a league like this in a place like Ludhiana, will I, I'll never understand that because there is a Bangalore. Uh, you just have to see where there is a, a fan culture. You go to a Chennai, there, are, uh, there is a fan culture. Mm. You go to Calcutta, there are fan clubs who can uh, do a lot of this job. See, these are no-cost uh, initiatives for the Federation to spread the word. Right? So, uh, a couple of days before the final, I know people were calling up radio stations and saying, hey, hey, can you put in a word about the IWL? And usually uh, these are uh, uh, employees of radio stations who also come to watch football when Bengaluru FC plays. So uh, these guys know football. Mm. And they're very happy to do that little extra publicity during a show. They'll just give a shout out. So those sort of things, uh, it, it makes it so much easier it costs next to nothing. Yeah, absolutely. when you when you organize it in a place like Bangalore or, or any city where there is a half decent football culture. Yeah, uh, and, and and that ha has been an improvement. And uh, even in the coverage, I know um, I was speaking to Abhirishma last week, and I was saying that I was struggling to find articles, but it was a, a better than last year. Put it in many ways, uh, even on the coverage, and not not to mention the facilities and the timing. So a little bit of improvement there as well. Um, 
But just talking about the tournament as well, I mean, it was quite fitting that uh, Sabitra uh, Bandari scored the winner. Um, she's had an incredible tournament and somebody that obviously I'm not aware of or wasn't aware of until now. Um, and you mentioned that, you know, that was the signing that helped Gokulam uh, get the title. Um, how was how did you rate her tournament? She was scoring for fun, wasn't she? She was scoring for fun and she was playing alongside Kamla Devi, who had a massive point to prove. And uh, between these two, they were absolutely lethal. And uh, think about it, like they had a player like Daya Devi, uh, who unfortunately uh, ended up being injured. And I don't think she featured for much of the campaign. Uh, then they had Karishma, who was sitting on the bench for most part of the league. So that's the kind of quality that club, uh, that team had. So, uh, Sabitra being on the pitch, she becomes irreplaceable. So, uh, that's the quality she brings. And she is extremely young. So, uh, if, you, if you had to rate her, you would say that uh, in South Asia, probably she is number two after Baladevi. So, uh, I, I expect big things from her going forward as well. Uh, she had uh, she scored about 16 goals this IWL. That is not counting the uh, goals she scored in the rest of India qualifier. Uh, so I, I there's no I think she's almost too good for this league uh, <laughs> because this is not a flash in the pan. The, she did this last season as well, and we keep saying this about Bala Devi as well that she's almost too good for Indian football. So uh, I really hope she finds herself a bigger challenge. Uh, and I don't expect any massive challenge uh, in in Nepal either. So she'll probably have to look for foreign shows. Yeah, and yeah. So fingers crossed, she'll also uh, find herself a good deal now that Bala has found a deal in uh, Scotland. Maybe there are others also who will follow her. So let's let's hope. But uh, overall, I think this this league belonged to Sabitra and Kamla. Uh, both of whom were absolutely phenomenal. And we've got to mention uh, the player that was uh, awarded the most valuable player, uh, Ratan Baladevi. Um, is there anything you can tell us about her? She's been very consistent for the national team as well. Uh, Dangme Grace and Ratan Bala have virtually carried the uh, team uh, during the time when a lot of players were in exile. The seven Manipuri players who were in exile. Yeah. So at that point, these two players... Uh, were, were a con- consistent attacking threat. So, it, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, we we always had high expectations of Ratan Bala. Uh, I think by her lofty standards, uh, the final, and I'm, I speak only about that one game, uh, the final was not exactly her best, best performance, even though she did end up bagging a goal. Uh, but she could have done better. While Dangme Grace had a blinder of a game, uh, I think Ratan could have had a better game. And it's it's just plain unfortunate. It's cruel that uh, Kamla Devi's goal uh, came off Ratan Bala as it was going into the net. So that wicked deflection it took was off Ratan Bala. So, uh, but that apart, she's a brilliant player. It doesn't it doesn't surprise me that she got the award. Um, she she's been consistent for a long time now. And the other player, I mean, you mentioned uh, what a bright future uh, Sabitra Bandari has, uh, but the young player of the tournament was given to Manisha from Gokulam. Uh, is that a player that we can look forward to seeing in the future in um, the senior team? And, uh, well, you never know after Baladevi. Has she got the potential? 
Um, so going, I think uh, it's a little unfair now. Uh, it has become a little unfair now that uh, any emerging talent will be compared to Bala Devi now, <laughs> yeah. uh, because she has obviously blazed a trail. Uh, but uh, but yes, we'll need to see how consistent she can be. But this is certainly a bright bright uh, start. Not exactly a start as such, as in she's been on the scene for a bit. Uh, but she she's uh, on to bigger things, I'm sure. Let's hope so. And uh, at 18, she's got uh, plenty of time to improve and uh, get better. Uh, but just final thoughts on the actual uh, league before uh, I talk about something else. Um, how did you rate it? Um, improvements better than last year? Obviously, it could do a lot better, but overall, the standard, quality, and obviously the, the teams? So there are quite a few things that have improved. Uh, I've already spoken about uh, the little bit of enthusiasm uh, going a long way as far as the host federation is concerned. So KSFA certainly did uh, a little bit from there and which really helped raise the profile of the league. Uh, but that apart, uh, from the AFF side as well, uh, we saw certain improvements. Like the, the commentary, for example, last year was absolutely dreadful. Like we had, uh, I don't know where they found that commentator, but he couldn't pronounce half of the names. Uh <laughs> So, compared to that, this year we had uh, commentators who were actually footballers, very young footballers, Mithila and Sachi. Mm. Uh, I heard who, good things about have, them, yeah. Yes, and they because they know the game, because they play the game, uh, they knew a lot of the players. They weren't uh, always hunting around, uh, trying to figure out how to pronounce a name. So, uh, these little things make a difference mm. for a viewer. And it's, yeah. it's not really surprising that we got a lot of comments on uh, our Twitter handle asking uh, asking for the names of the commentator because everyone was impressed. Mm. Uh, well, and these are not even professional commentators. Yeah, These are just very young footballers who are, who are passionate about the game, who love following the game. But you could see the difference that made uh, as, as uh, the league wore on. Uh, and the second thing is the telecast itself. In terms of uh, the quality of the streaming, it was significantly better. That said, they still need to sort out the very strange camera angles that they had. Just as a player would pull the trigger and was about to unleash his shot, the camera angle would just arbitrarily, arbitrarily just switch. And uh, that that was really strange. But uh, the quality, there were fewer lags. Uh, the, the screen wouldn't suddenly start freezing. So, in that sense, the telecast, the streaming was slightly better than last year. And then it seemed that the league, uh, it seemed that the federation actually cared because there was uh, coverage of the game. There were live updates and after that, uh, there would be highlights put out. Uh, there's a proper match report put out. So, those are all uh, significant improvements over the last uh, season of the IW. Now, I don't know... Uh, could it be because this year the women's committee was not organizing it because the I-League committee was organizing it? There were some internal changes, uh, but those seem to have worked. Uh, so, to, so, so to that extent, I think uh, those are little improvements, but uh, I, I hope we can continue to build on this. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully the sponsors will force improvements as well uh, because sure. it's their name as well that's being... Um, 
flashed around and uh, you don't want to be associated with uh, uh, bad news or poor stories uh, from tournaments. So um, that's really good to hear. I mean, in the previous podcast, I was saying it seems some every time I talk about Indian football, it's one step forward, three steps back. But hopefully this is one and a half steps forward. And um, in the rest of the year, we won't have too many steps backwards and we'll hear more positive stories. But that's really, really good to hear from your side because I know you're genuine when you say if there has been improvements and uh, you're very honest on that. So that's really good to hear from me. Um, moving forward, um, we've mentioned one person that's you know going to be the standard bearer and quite rightly, and that's Baladevi. I mean, it was incredible for me that the coverage it got even here um, for signing for... Um, Rangers in Scotland in their uh, Premier League. Um, what, what did you make of that signing? And um, you've already mentioned that you know she's a, a level above everybody else and needed to go abroad um, to carry on her progression, even at the age of thirty. But what did you make of that signing? Um, most of all, I I mean the coverage was absolutely fantastic, but that's uh, that's not surprising because. Uh, from what we read as the news was emerging is that her agent worked really hard to make this happen. And then Bengaluru FC got into the act. Uh, they already have a tie-up with Rangers. So mm. this was one of those high-impact stories that they've been trying to push. So uh, I, we, we've heard from Bengaluru FC earlier that they don't want it to be just a token partnership that, as, as is often the case in Indian football. So they really wanted to uh, show some real impact on football. So, in that sense, it's a big story. And uh, I, I'm glad it got the attention it deserves. Uh, and it's, it's really interesting because uh, about six to eight months ago, the, the narrative was that the Under-17 World Cup would do a lot to raise the profile of the women's game. But now the tables have entirely turned because we are seeing that Asha Lata first got nominated to the AFC Player of the mm, Year. Yeah. Then Bimbim Devi got the Padma Shri. And now Bala Devi uh, got her deal with Rangers. And now it seems that all these stories are doing more for Under-17 World Cup <laughs> and not the other way around. So, it's it's really heartening to see. Uh, and, and it doesn't surprise me. She always had the quality. So, in that sense, uh, um, that she got the deal is a certain improvement uh, over, over the stories that we've been we, we typically associate with Indian women's football. But what is most interesting is that when I was watching that press conference, uh, the Rangers representative mentioned that we don't give away the number 10 jersey very loosely. So if we are giving it to her, that means that she's going to get game time. And the second point they mentioned was that it's a signal of intent that we are giving her an 18-month deal. Yeah, It is not just a short trial. So, we have had players in the past who played overseas, like Sujata Kar uh, played for a German club way back in 2005, I believe, uh, for a period of three months. Right? So, uh, but those those were never really uh, long deals. The, those were down to uh, the drive of one individual to take a player and, you know, maybe get her some exposure in another country. Uh, but uh, this this is really significant. Mm. It's a long deal. It, and they have made it very clear that we are giving her a, a number. Uh, we are giving her the number 10 shirt and we expect her to play the part. So, she will get game time. That is the hope. 
Yeah, the first game was postponed last week, so the first game yes. is planned for tomorrow away to Dundee in the um, yeah. pr- uh, Premier League Cup. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll see um, Baladevi hopefully making a debut there. Um, how do you think she, she will... Did, she did play in the practice match in the, and she in scored the, as well. Yeah, in, uh, the, in the pre-season, yeah. Yeah, so uh, unfortunately what we are hearing now is that they don't really have any streaming of the women's uh, games in general. So, we're not sure to what extent we'll be able to watch these games, but uh, we'll wait for the details too much. Yeah, I think the league um, is covered in one of the Scottish channels that we get here. I think they cover about six or seven games a season, which is nowhere near what the uh, English league English league is covered widely here, English uh, Women's League. Um, we have uh, highlights programmes every weekend. Um, sure. But um, it'll be good to see how Baladevi... Um, gets on in the first season because let's face it it's a big change for her it's a step up i know it's uh, it's scottish football but it's still a step up from what she's been used to um with training and uh being away from her you know what surroundings that she's familiar with so it's not always easy to uh, move to another country and perform um how do you think she'll um cope so, uh, she herself said this in one of her interviews uh, after this deal was announced that uh, the, the feedback she got from her coaches during her trial at Rangers was that uh, you seem to actually have game intelligence, right? Game awareness, uh, which is which is which is typically a problem with a lot of Indian footballers. And uh, Bala Devi put it in a rather crude manner. She was like, uh, "I got the feedback that." Uh, it's good to see that you actually lift your head and look to your left and right <laughs> while playing. So, uh, so uh, you know, th- that's usually a problem with a lot of Indian footballers, men and women. Uh, they they seem to have great dribbling skills or great pace along the flanks or whatever, but the, the intelligence is lacking at times. So, it will certainly be a challenge. But I think if there is anyone in the current Indian women's football setup who's equipped to handle that sort of a challenge, it would be her. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and of course, I would also, uh, you know, uh, assume that someone like Kamla Devi could also do it, but that's a different story. Uh, but but broadly, I think it will be certainly a massive challenge for her. Yeah. The weather is something she's not used to. Yeah. It's a different country. And it's also a different level of rigor and discipline yeah. that she's not used to. In Indian football. And game time. A lot more games. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but um, I know Rangers aren't one of the powerhouses in women's football there, but it's a huge organisation. Um, so uh, she is going to a big club. Um, I know Glasgow City are the uh, team to beat in Scotland uh, in women's football. Um, they've won the uh, championship for God knows how many years. But Rangers being the organisation they are, do, and they are now investing quite heavily uh, in women's football. So it'll be, I think they'll be challenging as well. So she's not going to be there yep. just to make up the numbers. Uh, she'll be expected to perform and help Rangers Absolutely. move up the table. So, yep. but she's it's incredible. And um, like you said, she's a pathbreaker. Hopefully, they'll, this will open up doors. I mean, it, it, in a way, it's a, bit, a little bit of pressure, quite a bit of pressure, in fact, for Bala Davis. I mean, she's representing a billion people. Um, and a lot of women's footballers in India will be hoping that she performs well, so people start taking, you know, notice of uh, our footballers. So I actually think the other way. Okay. If I were Bala Devi, I if I were Bala Devi, I would play without any pressure at all because I would just think that 
in any case if i don't do very well people are going to forget me in the next couple of months right people will people will have expectations if there was a sustained spell of good performance which is what i hope she can uh, deliver on the pitch uh, but that would still be 6 8 months down the line mm. uh, but at this point i think there's a very good not positive news cycle that we got out of this but it will die down in the next couple of weeks uh, so at that point the pressure will actually be off her mm. so she can actually go out there express herself play well so that's that's what i am actually counting on and in fact i said this on another podcast uh, that uh, in terms of the pedigree of a club you mentioned rangers is a great organization uh, in terms of the pedigree of the club i think this is the biggest move for any indian footballer uh, you could say that gurpreet singh sandhu has played in the europa league but uh, that was for a club that's not very well known right so mm. uh, in terms of the organization in terms of the brand uh neither chetri nor gurpreet have been able to play with an organization quite like rangers yeah. so yeah yeah chetri came really close but uh nobody's doing great yeah yeah uh, no it's a fantastic story and something i hope we can talk about in the future as well as the yes great season starts and um we start seeing how baladevi is performing um but ju- for the rest of the year i mean well just one more point i wanted to make about baladevi j- j- sure. being part of the glasgow organization playing regular football learning about new training methods having the facilities that will be you know really really good um when she comes back to the national team some of that will rub off on the other players as well i hope it does i hope they see the improvement she's been mm. able to make i hope uh, they when they talk they look at her progression and aspire to it uh so yeah to that extent i see what might end up happening is that unfortunately dalima chibber is injured right now yeah but uh i hope she can also work her way back into the national team camp so you'll have players like uh, bala devi and dalima chibber who have come from a far more evolved setup yeah. and ecosystem than uh, the indian women's football uh, ecosystem so they may bring in a lot of best practices in yeah. terms of training and and training is only one part of the mix because what really changes things is what happens when they leave the pitch Mm-hmm. so uh, what happens when you go back home how much rest do you get what kind of food do you do you eat what is what about nutrition so what about recovery so all these things will factor in and i hope they will all see uh, the benefits of playing in uh, a scotland or the united states or canada or wherever it is so yeah uh, i am keeping my fingers crossed and hopefully uh, more importantly i would say that i hope stakeholders of indian football take this more seriously because uh, let's not forget that uh, anuj kichlu and bengaluru fc all these stakeholders came together and worked really hard to make this happen mm. Uh, mm. she wasn't eligible for a work permit and then they had to uh, figure out other ways and so it someone needs to do this work uh, for players to uh, just because a player is talented doesn't mean they will get the kind of opportunity that baladevi has got uh, it requires the 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 administration the stakeholders to push players towards those opportunities and create that pathway so i think there are lessons here there is 
there are things that everyone should aspire to all stakeholders should aspire to so i i have my hopes up yeah absolutely and it's just another sign that our, our women's football is a um a little bit of, well quite a bit in my opinion personal opinion ahead of the men's in many ways and this is just another sign of that um just looking forward to this year obviously it's a big year uh, with under 17 world cup um and to be fair to the federation you know they're investing like they did with the boy uh, the boys under 17 team as well they're investing quite a bit in the uh, the squad they're currently in Romania for a, a couple of games. Yep. How do you think yep. um, the preparations and what are your expectations of the World Cup and our team? Um, so I don't have uh, expectation in terms of results. Uh, I just hope that so uh, for now we haven't, uh, for now I think they have kept their cards very close to their chest because maybe they were waiting for the IWL to get over then they start a full-fledged promotion and there'll be more information coming our way. But oddly, I think uh, the players who get to be part of this setup, I hope they're exposed to a lot of uh, uh, advanced uh, you know, coaching and, and high-quality uh, care and attention that athletes deserve. So I hope they benefit from that and they go on to uh, represent the country at a senior level. And uh, I mean... Who knows, maybe one or two of them will imp impress some international scouts who will probably watch them and may be interested in their performances. So, uh, those are the stories. I'm looking at those individual stories to emerge from this uh, as opposed to us actually getting a lot of results at the tournament. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can't build up the expectations. Um, this is the, the first time they'll be playing in, on the, such a big stage uh, for this age group. Yes. Uh, but a couple of good things. I, I like the, um, the places they've chosen uh, to stage the matches. They'll get, I think, really good support in Orissa, Kolkata, Gohati and Ahmedabad at the EK Arena. Um, so the venues are like, I think they'll get the support. I think the coverage, you know, with big tournaments, India is always really good at um, doing well and promoting it. So I don't, have no doubts about that. The only thing that I find frustrating is um, that there's no roadmap afterwards. Uh, unless the uh, board, uh, the federation is keeping its cards close to its chest, you know what next? Um, do you is this something you get used to as an Indian uh, supporter? You just don't know. Yeah, so we as an Indian football fan, we are used to being satisfied by the little crumbs <laughs> we find here and there. Uh, but uh, but uh, I I absolutely agree. And in in the first podcast that we. Uh, did I did mention this that you know there is no structure right so put that structure in place mm. uh, then you wouldn't have to do these uh, you know hastily assembled exposure tours and all because there would be a pathway right mm. from a very young age there would be a pipeline built there would be a conveyor belt of talent coming in so scouting itself would be far better far more efficient we don't even know if the players who have been are actually the best players in that age group to represent the country. But unfortunately, as it goes, uh, we don't have another way to find these players. So I think the biggest contribution we can make to Indian women's football uh, as the Federation could make to the Indian football ecosystem is that put a structure in place at various age groups and see over a, over a period of 5-10 years what is the kind of talent that it throws up. 
I mean, uh, I mean, you say uh, in India, you're used to, you know, um, getting these crumbs and you're happy with that. It's just for me as an outsider, it's very, very frustrating. It, it seems a no brainer that you spend so much money and effort to get this tournament. Uh, but you don't want to then have a plan that this is what we're going to carry on with, whether it's a proper women's league with age groups. You know, the investment has to come in. They're going to make um, quite a bit of money from this tournament. So uh, we can only live and hope um, and uh, keep on, um, you know, talking about women's football. So it keeps in focus. I know there'll be a lot of coverage um, in in a few months. It'll start to ramp up. Uh, but I think we need. So I, I, I actually, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I actually agree with you that you know uh, there will be a lot of money involved. But honestly speaking, putting a structure in place should not be that expensive. No, no, uh, no, no. I agree. So uh, it shouldn't be that uh, they are expecting a windfall, which could then be channeled into this. They, it never needed a windfall in uh, to begin with, right? So mm. uh, it, to to that extent, I. I actually think there is a lot of international football clubs who are willing to invest in India. Uh, and if if the federation was smart enough, they could go form uh, very targeted tie-ups with these football clubs. Uh, they could um, unlock a lot of uh, corporate social responsibility money. So there, there are many ways to making this happen. Uh, and if you could run a pilot in three or four good ecosystems, like Tamil Nadu is one, Mizoram has all. Uh, Mizoram already has a league structure, mm. so which I've heard is very pilots, good. Yes, and and it's televised. Uh, so, uh, you know, run pilots in these ecosystems, take learnings, and then roll them out at a bigger scale. Replicate that model elsewhere as well. So, uh, it is possible. Will they do it? I'm not so sure. That's the thing. Uh, but we, we can only um, keep on talking about it, keep it in focus and um, hope something good comes out of this tournament, um, not just for the players, but, you know, uh, moving forward in terms of a structure. Well, let's look. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, as always. Um, time has flown by. I've really enjoyed the conversation. It's been a really good insight for me. I can't thank you enough for coming on to the podcast. But I think we need to also speak a bit more regularly, uh, keep the focus on. So whenever you are free, my friend, you're more than welcome to come on the podcast because I love talking to you. I love listening to you about women's football. Um, so please come on very soon. Thanks a lot, Bharat. As I said, uh, as I said earlier as well, thank you for this interest in women's football and thank you for the sustained coverage. It's it's always a pleasure to be on your podcast. No, it's my pleasure, and I, I know the listeners would love it as well. And don't forget the Twitter handle at women's footy ind. That's where you can keep um, uh, uh, up to date with everything that's happening in Indian football. And that's thanks to Ulus uh, uh, and his uh, uh, team of volunteers who do a fantastic job. So please follow the site. And I'll link it on the show notes as well. Thank you, Ulus, um, again. And hopefully we can speak soon. Have a great evening, my friend. Thanks, Bert. I look forward to that. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.